0: Okay, so I want to give you three talks while I'm with you. Um, All three of them in a sense are looking to the same end goal, namely what you need as priests to serve the new evangelization. I'm going to talk our last talk that will then follow out with some kind of discussion about the new evangelization itself tomorrow's talk, which in a sense is my main talk to you, about hope and about how if you're going to be a priest, what the world, what the church needs is that you are a man of hope, that hope is something that you somehow carry within you and bring to others. But today I want us to start um, with something that you need at the service of all of that, namely events like this. Uh, and so I want to talk about three things this morning, fraternity, rest, and recollection. And I'd like to suggest to you that what you're doing in these couple days is an important model to take with you for the rest of your priesthood, to be doing things where you come together to support each other, come together to experience fraternity, come together to, to rest and to pray. And I guess you all have seen the, um, the challenge of doing that in terms of when you look at priests in your diocese and elsewhere, the number of, in a sense, good priests, but who just don't take the time to rest. The number of good priests, but just who don't really reach out and have that fraternity and support. The good priests, or somehow kind of, not bad priests, but just aren't men of prayer. It's a challenge to live fraternity. It's a challenge to live prayer. It's a challenge to live rest. Um, But you can't be an effective priest for your people if you're too busy for those things. So again, thinking of this event itself as a model for your future, You know, it's been hard work getting stuff together for this. Um, That Pat and Max have put in to get a place, to get a location, to get all the food that Pat's mother has prepared. Um, You know, work has to be done in order that those things happen. And it's easy to say, oh, well, I just can't get around to that. And you will have seen and you will see over the years Many priests burn out, many priests no longer able to serve anybody because they haven't, while seeking to serve, built into their priesthood fraternity and rest and recollection. So I challenge you now, you know, the, the, one of the problems with the seminary structure is those things are kind of laid out for you. You get retreats given to you. You get a schedule given to you to plan for your future Um, and your diocese like my diocese is a small diocese with a small number of priests. I'm going to guess that these things that I'm talking to you now are probably talked about as ideals but you probably haven't already got a big structure already in place to just by default, well, i just go and join that. Now maybe you do, maybe look and find something to join, but if it isn't there, form it, make it, that you need it. Okay, so three points I'm gonna just dwell on each. Fraternity first. So I want to give you the gospel image, um, actually just after uh, Easter, when you guys had left, i read a beautiful meditation on this. The disciples in the upper room, the 11 of them, and the Lord appearing to them. But it wasn't the 11, it was 10. Thomas wasn't there. And because Thomas wasn't with the others, because Thomas wasn't in fraternity, he was no doubt busy doing something, the Lord didn't come to him. And there's a very real sense in when we are busy with other things and we don't have that time to be with our brothers, that then the Lord won't come to us. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I. We have to make that effort, that time to live that fraternity, um, to not be too busy to be with our brothers. And we need our brothers, Um, you know, different scriptural image. In the Old Testament, Daniel has that, rather the king explain, rather Daniel explains to the king the vision he has of this immense, strong, towering figure um, with these legs of huge, strong iron, but feet of clay and a small little stone chips at the clay feet and it crumbles and the whole thing collapses to dust and nothing. And you and I, any priest, we are partly strong, partly weak, that we all have feet of clay. We all have weaknesses in us. We need our brothers. And we need to invest in our brothers even when things are good for us, in a sense, for those times when it won't be good for us at some other time, that a relationship of fraternity, you've got to commit to it. You've got to invest that time in it, even when you don't feel you need it. So you need commitment. And my last point about fraternity, Fraternity is not friendship. So our friends we choose. Our friends are people that we feel a natural, as the Italians put it, sympathical with, an emotional kind of comfortable connectionist, among other things with. A brother is different from that. In some ways, many ways more than that. But sometimes, you know, within the family we don't have a always a perfectly happy connection, but there's always in family, family are something more than a friend. And in the priesthood, there is a brotherhood that connects you. Even if you don't feel a friendship of having the same interests, there is something that binds you in a brotherhood as priests um, that is deeper and that needs nourishing, needs supporting, and that you need to give to, as well as therefore be able to receive from. So just try to make that point that if in your fraternity you're not feeling some of the common interests of a friendship, that's fine. Fraternity is different from friendship. Um, it can often have friendship as well, but it's a Different thing, a deeper thing, it has a, a different root. So that's my first of the three points fraternity. My second point rest. I want to start by sharing with you my, you know, I'm 22 years a priest now. Um, I've known a lot of priests who do not rest, a lot of priests who From what I can see, don't pray. A lot of priests who don't do much in the way of fraternity, and they all will think I'm too busy, I'm too much doing the Lord's work, I'm serving the people, and they often are very busy in those things. But when I look among my brother priests at the priests who actually are effective in doing stuff, it's the priests who rest who actually do more when they return from their rest. It's the priests who pray, who actually do more when they're not praying. And it's the priests who go away leaving the parish, go away to be with their brothers, go away to have moments of formation and regeneration when they then come back to the parish, even though in a sense they've abandoned the parish for a couple of days, they come back to the parish and are serving the parish more. So that we need to be doing these things. But rest. We need to have the kind of rest that restores us, the kind of rest that turns us into better priests, better Christians. So the kind of rest you have at your priestly fraternities, seminary and fraternities, what kind of rest? So let me make a few points about rest. First, at the risk of stating the obvious, rest is a good thing. Rest isn't a selfish thing, it's a good thing. Rest is so important that it is integral to the plan of creation that Genesis describes God himself resting on the seventh day. So St. Thomas, Aquinas, because there's more than one, he, he says that if a bow is repeatedly held taut, it will snap, that a bow has to be unstrung and allowed to rest in order that it's then able to function when you want it to function. If a priest is kept continually taught, there will come a stage where he will simply cease to be a priest. And that will collapse, will happen in many different ways. Sometimes you see it in a guy who's just as kind of withered and shrunken in. Sometimes you see it in a guy who just flakes out and leaves the priesthood. but the bow needs to be relaxed in order that it's ready to function. You need, rest is a good thing. Second point about rest, at the risk of saying the opposite, leisure is not the purpose of life. That we live in a world where there's, we talk about a leisure industry, that leisure is what people live for, I live for the weekend, I live when I'm not doing my job, I live for my retirement, I live as if leisure was the purpose of my life. And I know in my own living, I have often not got that balance right, that I've struggled with that secular mindset that has been in me and in my priesthood too, as if, I'm living for that day off. I'm living for that isn't the purpose of life. St. Thomas says that man is made for greater things than games. We are so begotten by nature that we appear to be made not for play and fun, but rather for occupations of greater gravity and moment. So we need rest. It's a good thing, but rest, leisure is not the purpose of life. So my third point here: what is the purpose of rest? Well, if we take that word "recreation" as re-creation," to recreate something, to remake myself, the reason I sleep at night is so that I will be awake the next day. The reason I have pleasure and play is to restore me, recreate me in my soul so that I'm able to function the rest of the time, that I'm able to do my work, able to function in that proper function that I need in order to love my neighbor. That if I haven't recreated myself in rest, I'm not gonna be able to love my neighbor properly. So I need humor and jokes, and that kind of banter and brotherhood. I need outdoor walks, I need sports, I need whatever it is that recreates me. Fourth point about rest, that you need to plan it. And I think this is especially true as a priest. Um, you know, priests can be very good at planning the sacramental program and my home communion visits. And But do I plan my rest? If I need rest, do I plan it? Um, and if you don't plan your rest, what ends up happening is that we somehow steal that time in goofing off, whether it's in silly internet surfing or whatever else that somehow the need for rest within us drags us into some time-wasting occupation that doesn't actually recreate us. And so we've lost that time and we've not been restored and we still then have to work. We need to plan our rest. So two things you need to plan, one of which I would suggest you bring to the Lord now in our prayer, Um, maybe you've done this many times before, but to do it, what is it that I personally find recreates me? To have a list of different things I can do, in different settings, because sometimes I'm in seminary, sometimes I'm not in seminary, sometimes I'm alone, sometimes I'm with that friend, sometimes different things that recreate me with different people in different places, that I need to, in a sense, have know myself well enough to have a list of those things, to always be looking for, I think, more things. My experience at the age of 51 now is different things recreate me now than they did when I was younger, that I need to always be, in a sense, looking for a new way of restoring myself. To not just say, okay, I've got that sorted. It's an effort, it's a work to rest, but we need to to plan that. And then with that, not just plan what recreates me, but when I'm going to do it. How often I need to do these different things. If I need to do it that often, well, when in my week in the seminary, When in my week in the priesthood, in the parish, when am I going to do these things? I can see I need to do these things. When am I going to do them? And in the seminary, the seminary structure at the PCJ talks to you about the importance of having a weekly day of rest. But where is it there on the timetable? At the seminary, you need to be proactive in planning. When is going to be my day of rest? When are going to be my moments of rest? When am I going to do those things that will recreate me? Okay. fifth and final thing about rest, it must be ordered to God. So the Sabbath, therefore, is our model. So I remember having a a bit of a discussion with Father Basso about this. We were talking about, as a priest friend I've got back home, you know, obviously as a priest, he can't take Sunday as his day of rest. But in order to kind of explain what he's doing to parishioners on Monday, he calls it his Sabbath day. And Father Basso said, well, it's not the Sabbath. The Sabbath is, you know, the Bible's pretty important. There's only one Sabbath. Um, But my friend does have a point in that that rest has to bring to it something of that Sabbath experience, a moment resting with God. So to quote St. John Paul II in his encyclical Dies Domini on the Lord's Day, he says, you know, why is Sunday a great day? Sunday is the day of joy and rest precisely because it is the Lord's day, the day of the risen Lord. And that has to be something of our experience on our day of rest as well. So sometimes I call it my day off. That has the risk that phrase that I'm abandoning my priesthood that day. And sadly, there are priests who don't say mass on their day off. There are priests who don't pray on their day off. That is not then a a Sabbath experience. It's not then being recreated in the Lord. A real recreation, a real day of rest is going to have those things together restoring you, not in opposition. Okay, so I've talked about fraternity. I've talked about rest. Lastly, and most briefly, I want to talk about recollection which kind of has to be the thing that integrates the type of rest we're doing, the type of fraternity with God. I'm gonna talk about it in part less because I'm pretty sure in your seminary input and talks, I think you probably already get more of a focus on this. It probably needs less explicit articulation. But let's take the gospel image it's often reflected on where the Lord Jesus says to his, his precious 12, come away to a lonely place all by yourselves and rest for a while. So they were, it says there in the gospel, they were exhausted with their service of the people, that they needed rest. And what did that rest look like? Well, it was with him. They came away with him and thus recollected. And our rest has to, I think that's a good image. I am exhausted, the people have tired me out, I need to get away to a lonely place, but with him, as he took them away with him. So while you're away, as we're kind of doing right now, away together with prayer, away together getting formation, which means you need talks, you need speakers, um, you need texts you're reflecting on together and also recreation of some form you're doing together. And we just close by noting the difficulty with that. You know, if you're gonna combine your fraternity, combine your rest with formation, with getting somebody, giving you some good input, That's difficult. You know, to get good speakers, you've got to book them, you've got to pay for them, you've got to persuade them to come to wherever you're gonna be. It's difficult, but it's worth it. Um, And I'd also say, even though you may be hesitant in asking, um, if you are a good group, um, people will want to come to serve a good group. You know, that, that kind of feeds itself. You can also feed yourselves by reading texts together. You know, if you've got a good book, um, Jacques Philippe's latest book that I'm just reading on the priest's father, uh, I was just thinking that would be an easy group, a group could read together, or you could have a book, you know, you've got a, a recollection event you're gathering yourselves together for. You could together read a text in the build up to that and then reflect on it together. There are lots of ways you can plan your time together, your fraternity your rest, to have some input and formation so that through your priesthood you are continuing to not just say, oh, do you remember what formation was like 20 years ago when we were in the seminary? Know that you're still trying to make yourselves into better men, better priests all through the years ahead. Okay, so summing that all up, three issues i put to you this morning, fraternity, rest, recollection, three issues that are all very easily neglected in the priesthood. I've suggested to you that this event you're doing right now should be a model for your future priesthood, that you are combining each of those three elements together That you therefore need to either create such a group and in a true fraternity be open to others in that. Or look for in your diocese or near to your diocese or across the border where there is such a thing that you can tap into. Um, And to close with, again, that gospel image. St. Thomas wasn't with them in the upper room. And so the Lord didn't come to him. Let us be together. Let us make that effort, that time to be together so that where two or three are gathered, there the Lord will be in our midst.